0: vision of the Lord um, before I want to do that I, I kind of want to speak to scars um, I've got this one here I'm just going to show you can everyone see that scar it's an old scar I got it when I was 30 and I did it snowboarding and inside of that is a plate that runs from my collarbone it's the whole collarbone I broke it in nine places snowboarding. Um, I don't snowboard anymore. In fact, the pain of this was so bad, I didn't know that I inverted my coccyx at the same time until like way later on in life. And so when I went in for surgery, um, I said to the doctor, um, I said, give me a big scar. Big scar. And i have never seen his face light up with so much excitement. So he, 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 the thing, the scar itself should only be about this big. But he cut it from end to end, right? Just sewed it right open. and he, At the end of it, he, I woke up and he's like, mate, I've never had so much room to operate. Best shoulder I've ever put in. Um, it was a really beautiful moment, right? But it was a lot of pain because we, we, we were about to have our first kid And I had to sleep for three months upright like this with my hand against my chest, right? And then there's this moment where they come and they say, you can start working your arm again, right? And any time you sneeze or you move weird, and I used to jolt myself awake in my sleep of just incredible pain, you know? And they give you drugs to knock that out in the States. And so I had like this incredible prescription for Oxycontin that... I had to tip out because I was, like, losing my mind on this drug, right? Like, I, it was, like, one of those moments where you actually understood what a drug addict loves. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this, so I'm just going to live with the pain. And I got to this place where they were like, okay, you need to start working the arm or you're going to lose it, right? Um, the mobility. And so I had to stand against a wall like this and crawl my arm up you know? And I got to here one day. And I was like, oh, I'm getting there. And I got to here another day. And then I went away on a camp. And I could only get my arm to about there, on this camp. Uh, men's, men's retreat in the States. Beautiful place. And they're like, let's hike a mountain. I was like, sure. I mean, look at all the movement I've got in my arm. Right? And so we hike this mountain and we get to this spot and I put my arm on this rock, and I slipped. (laughs) And suddenly I had movement in my arm. (laughs) And so I went back to the doctor, and I was like, check this out. I was under the illusion this is all the movement I had in my arm and I was put in a precarious location by myself <laughs> and I slipped and I realised how much more movement I had. Um, I think sometimes when we have a, a big wound like that, learning to trust is the hardest part, right? learning to trust again is the hardest part and i was just sitting in the chair then and i was just realizing that we we keep on we keep on bringing up the last two years and zachariah i have no doubt they're bringing up the last 70 years a lot right they're bringing up the last 70 years we've been in exile there's god in this is it really going to happen are we really going to rebuild the temple right standing against the wall Is this really going to happen am i going to get all the movement back god are you with us right and there's there's got to come a moment where we start to trust it again right (laughs) where we start to believe this thing works you know there's a little dimple here that i got no feeling in right I think he got so carried away when he put in the shoulder, he he nicked a nerve, right? But if I put my finger there, I can feel it on my finger, but I can't feel it on my hand, right? And I can slap it, and I can feel it, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't make me flinch anymore, right? But I catch it. I can see it. There's moments where if I go here and then there, it, it pulls. And it's a reminder that there's an injury there, right? But for the most part, I don't think about it. I don't wake up and stare at the scar and hope that one day it would just go back to being normal again. Do you know? Like it's not like I'm in the shower and suddenly I break down crying because of a big old gash and a metal thing in my shoulder and don't work the way it used to work, right? Is I've got to a place where I trust it again. And I want to encourage us we are in a season where we can trust that God is moving in our midst, <laughs> okay? Who's, who's new to the church? Watson, put your hand up. I know you're new. Laura, put your hand up. And put your hand up, right? Brand new to the church, okay? You're new to the church. You haven't been here for five years, right? Do you like coming to church on Sunday? Yeah? You feel good about it? Feel like it's a positive, encouraging place where people make you feel welcome, where Jesus is declared. All these people were not here for the wound. They only see the scar. But it still works, right? It still works. Trust that God is moving in this place. Trust it, and the evidence of that is every new person who walks in this building. Welcome to you guys. I hope you have a great church service today. Trust the arm is going to work again. Trust for the people in Zechariah, the temple will be rebuilt. Might have been seventy years. Of wound. God is at work. And this is what he declares. Then I looked up and before me was a man with a measuring line in his hand. And I asked him, where are you going? He answered me, to measure Jerusalem, to find out how wide and how long it is. The angel who was speaking to um, me left and another angel came in to meet him. Run and tell that man, Jerusalem will be a city Without walls. Why will it be a city without wall? Because there will be a great number of men and women and livestock in it. And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord. And I will be glory within. Come, come, flee from the land of the north, declares the Lord. For I have scattered you to the four winds. Of heaven declares um, the Lord, come, O Zion, escape, um, you who live in the daughter of Babylon. For this is what the Almighty says, after he has honoured me, he has sent me out against the nation that have plundered you. For whoever touches you touches the apple of his eye. Glory is returning. And I will surely raise my hand against them so that their slaves will plunder them. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me. Shout and be glad, O daughter of Zion, for I am coming and I will live amongst you, declares the Lord. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. I will live amongst you and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. The Lord will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Be still before the Lord, all mankind, because he has roused himself from his holy dwelling place. When did it start rising and falling on our shoulders? When did we make the transition from patiently waiting upon the Lord and boldly believing in his power to move extraordinarily? Was it after this moment? In Zechariah 2? Was it after the moment when Jesus paid it all on the cross? When we were like, all right, Jesus is on our shoulders now. At what stage did we start believing that the church, the very bride of Christ, was predominantly grown, shaped, transformed by the work of people, not by the work of God? Be still before the Lord all mankind, because he has roused himself from his holy dwelling, still have to build the temple to still have to shape Jerusalem, that other angel came in with the measuring line before and said that, and what he finishes with is. So Oh, be still all mankind I had this <laughs> image every time I hear it it's like um, it's the first hold my beer moment of Yahweh hold my beer I don't know if you have heard that expression before but when someone's about to do something they'll like, hold my beer I gotta go do this right Jesus is this image of Yahweh being like to Israel. Hold oh, my beer. Watch this. Do you know? Because they've got no confidence. We can do this. Look how far up my arm is. Put it up your other arm. Yeah, but look, it was injured. This is all I can do now. wasn't dependent on you anyway. <laughs> it was never dependent on us. The the dependence has always been on Jesus, right? Jesus paid it all. Jesus didn't pay 90% of it and said, "Can you come in with a tip?" Jesus paid it all. There's this is there's this desire. You imagine they get, you get back to where the temple is. It's just all crushed. You're like type A personality. is so much to get done. All right, let's get, our, let's get our clipboards out. Let's make some notes. Let's make some lists. Let's itemize everything we need. We're going to have to go up get some trees, bring them back in. We're going to have to mine some new brick, some of these bricks we can work with. Let's break up into teams. Let's designate everyone while we're doing this. There's no, there's no food, right? Week one of Haggai, there's no food around, so we're going to have to get crops and plantations and all of that going as well, as well as livestock. You're making all these lists. And, and Yahweh says, stop, be still. Oh, Yahweh, do you know how much needs to be done? There is no time to stop and be still. got to get roofs on, we've got to re-thatch stuff, whatever it might be. And Yahweh says, stop, be still. Jesus did it all. Yahweh does everything. It all. Israel was never a mighty military nation. Just this backwater hillbilly group of people who seemed to be successful for no rhyme or reason. They weren't military juggernauts. Nobodies. Yet God grants them favor not because of their abilities but because of what God can do in their midst then I looked up and I saw before me a man with a measuring line in his hand and I asked him what are you doing And he answered me to measure Jerusalem to find out how wide and long it is not Israel but a servant of Yahweh And then the angel who was speaking to me left and another angel came in, not Israel, but the workers of Yahweh. Run, tell that man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls because the great number of men and livestock all live in it. And I myself will be the wall of fire around it. The return of the people is Yahweh's invitation after Yahweh scattering and after this season in the wilderness talked about in Jeremiah they are now being returned to blessing a city without walls because it's so big now divinely protected by Yahweh 70 years of exile and of loss and of heartache and of separation. A new season is upon Israel to return to the temple and the promises of God. This is where hope returns, this is where joy comes back. You've got to trust that the wound is being healed. And then you can use it again. I I spend a lot of time thinking about the shape of the church, right? What does this place look like? What do I as a pastor look like, right, for this church in this season? And it don't matter. (laughs) What does matter is that we are surrendered before Jesus. That's the thing. That's the thing that shapes us. Do you know? It's one of the reasons I like Dan leading worship and Kayla leading worship and Lloyd leading worship. They're all different styles. We all have an encounter with God, though, in worship. They're all different. It's beautiful in that. We pray differently. We talk differently. But we're all team Jesus, yeah? There's romance in the messiness of that, right? There's scattered people for all different lands. King Darius says, you can go back now. And after 70 years, they come back with different cultural perspectives different life understanding from different places to one central place. And Yahweh says, be still with me. you imagine that? 70 years of different. And finally, for the first time, they get to encounter their heritage, their promise, their king. All those different people with all those different perspectives and all those different ways of praying, come together in unity before Yahweh. Can you imagine that? You're walking in and you, what song is that? I've not heard that before. I learned that over in this land. What song are you singing? How do you sing it to Yahweh? I'll sing it like this. Imagine the creativity that came out of that. Their world just rapidly expanded to the grandeur of God. You've been worshipping God like that? My goodness. I did not know we could use keyboard up the front. No, we've been using harp. Harp worship? Come on. We put them together and see what they sound like. What an extraordinary moment. Keeps percolating, so what's, what's the responsibility for me look like? Right? So, I make it about me sometimes because I'm spending time in the Word. What have you got to teach me, God? Matthew seven fifteen. Watch out for false prophets. <sighs> don't like these verses. They come in sheep's clothing. That's why I don't wear wool. But inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Sermon on the Mount. So what does the fruit look like? I prayed it, right? The fruit of spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. You have full permission to be as lovely and as joy-filled and as peaceful and as patient and as kind and as good and as faithful and as gentle and as self-controlled as you want to be. That's a pretty good, pretty good opportunity, right? Limiters off. You can go to town with your patience. <laughs> you can go to town with your goodness. Someone comes to you and says, you are, you've been too good, dial it back. You say, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh. against that fruit, there is no law. I'm be as good as I want to be. I want to go to town with self-control. Great. <laughs> against that, there's no law. That's kind of where I want to stand. Just really, really, really good, really patient, really gentle, really faithful, really loving and joy filled and peaceful. That's the place where we inhabit. stillness before God. Yeah? There is so much for Israel to rebuild to make Jerusalem the way it was and the command from Yahweh is be still. All mankind for he has roused himself from his holy place. You know, the 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 argument that people have in um, in in uh, Zechariah two is this idea of um, the glory that has been placed on him after he has honoured me and has sent me against the nations that have plundered you right this is the big argument of the entire chapter who is being honored how are they being honored what is the purpose of it right and there's like 13 different explanations for what it might be is it that the honor is the vision that is given to zachariah to share so god has been Honouring him with his vision. And so he is an honoured appointee, a servant of the Lord who is now going out to speak against the nations, right? Or is there a season where the honouring has taken place before? And there's this incredible confusion about it, right? But everyone gets to the end of it and goes... There's this incredible blessing and renewal that comes out from a nation surrendered before God. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no one can get on the same page about where this honor is coming from, who is it directed to, what's it about. But when you read it within the purpose of the passage, I feel like there is this profound honor in being given this vision from the Lord bestowed upon Zechariah. And God's God's like saying to him, I want you to sit with it, see it all, understand the magnitude of what's about to unfold. So I need you to stay with me so I can show you the honor that it is about to be bestowed upon the people of Israel. Don't walk out on this. Don't switch off and go back to building." Stay with the whole vision so that you can communicate it with precision to all the people. Zachariah waking up from that vision, just that stirring in his soul like it's working again. That old wound feels healed, hasn't disappeared. I still feel the twinge. That's a reminder not to go back there. It's why I don't snowboard anymore. Ski now. <laughs> I've seen the light. Now I just worry about tearing ACLs. You can sleep on your back for that. Um, there's great joy in this new season. Israel finds themselves in as the blessing starts to return. Provisional on them being still at the feet of God. Here's my encouragement to the two different types of people in the room right now. Okay? We carry a wound for some of us. Related to this church that is painful. This is some of the people in the room. God has at work through that season. God has led us through that season. And we are in a new season. I need you to trust that the arm works again. Okay? Don't stew on the scar. Trust that God is building something here. And our prerogative for both the people in the room is to sit at the feet of Jesus and seek instruction from him. That's the length, the breadth, the depth, the width of it. Let's just be a people surrendered before Jesus. And our measuring stick is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay? To the other people in the room, realize that there are some people in this room who twinge occasionally. Ooh. It's a past hurt. Maybe you're bringing one into this church And you've got a little past, ooh, little past wound. You see that from someone who looks like they've been here a while. You go up to them and you say, you know what? The arm still works. Trust it. The arm still works. You still love Jesus? How are you sitting at the feet of Jesus? Encourage them. I love this place. Let us encourage one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching like the worship you go and say damn man i love what's that song he goes oh it's an iglesia vita song this is where I, i found it we encourage one another man i loved how you came up to me last week and said xyz there's no law against this you can do this as much as you want that's how we function moving forward okay it's fine It works. It goes up and down. We're in a good season, team. Israel had to get there, and the place they found it was sitting still at the feet of Jesus. That's where we're going to start, yeah? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, (laughs) you are good, you are holy, you are Jehovah Rapha, great healer. And so, Lord, we trust in you for healing. Lord, we sit at your feet. Lord, we ask for wisdom. Lord, that you might champion our church. Lord, and that we might champion you. Amen.